Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast. I sure appreciate that. Just want to remind everyone to make sure to subscribe to our video if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to like it and comment. That helps us as well on Facebook. Make sure to like, comment, and share this with others. We greatly appreciate that. I uh, also want to let you know if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can contact me on any social media platform that you're listening on or at jasondemars.com. Also, as a reminder, we have this 600-page book, End Time Message Handbook. We're giving it away completely free. Shipping is free as well. If you wanted to donate to support us, it gives you the option there as you order as well. With that said, I want to get into a new subject today, and we're going to call it the Attributes of God. And we're going to start going through this. John 17 verse 3 says, And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So we want to go through scriptures. This is going to be a, a long study. But we want to look at some of the attributes of God. This is not so much talking about the elect as his attributes, um, as his thoughts, and therefore a part of his life. Um, neither are we really looking at the doctrine of the Godhead. But I want to look at the scriptures um, about knowing God through his characteristics or attributes. Characteristic means a feature or quality identifying a person or thing. Attribute means a quality or feature regarded as a characteristic or an inherent part of someone or something. We want to know God in truth. And if we misinterpret the attributes of God, you're actually not truly knowing God. You're in ignorance or you're willfully rejecting the true knowledge of God. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 says this, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercised loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. It's not what we achieve through our wisdom. It's not becoming a, a great writer or a great professor. It's not through becoming mighty. Uh, it's not through becoming a great politician. It's not through achieving wealth that we can glory. But the greatest thing a human being can achieve is that he understands and knows God. That's the greatest thing that, that man can achieve in this life. And of course, we know he can't achieve it on its own. It comes by the grace of God. 
But then he says that he understands and knows me, that I'm the Lord which exercised loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. It's speaking about the characteristics of God that he exercises on the earth. We need to come to this place where we know God in such a way that it produces within our heart what David writes in Psalm 139, verse 6. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. God is so holy, so righteous, uh, that even the angels must cover their face when they come into his presence. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Brother Branham says this about knowing God. When I made that remark a while ago about education, I wasn't trying to take crutches for my ignorance. But what I'm trying to say, that it doesn't take education to know God, it takes a submissive heart to know God. In another sermon, Brother Branham says, Now Saul, Saul found out that his ecclesiastical vest didn't fit a man of God. It just don't work. You don't need to know theology you need a little neology to know God. And yet again, in another sermon, he says, we, now we may not be educated, we may, may not be highfalutin people and things like that, we may not be dignitaries, but we do know God. We know him because there's a Holy Spirit, see? And it compares word by word through the scriptures, then we know it's true. And in another sermon, he says, you might have enough Degrees to plaster that wall with them and still not know God. See, you know God by faith. Nothing else. How by faith? How by faith? What? Faith in his word. That's the only way he recognizes faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. That's how it comes, by hearing the word of God. We know God as he reveals his word personally to us. And it isn't some great ethereal revelation that's outside of Scripture. God deals with us based on the Scriptures. And we know Him as He supernaturally takes the Scriptures and opens our hearts and minds to that. And we know it through not highfalutin education, but through submission to the will of God and through neology, as he says it through prayer. How do we make this approach to God? First of all, we have to understand that the, as a natural human being, you're incapable of knowing God. Paul proves this in Romans 1 through 3. Romans 3.11 says, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeks after God. Because you're a sinner, because you have a sinful nature, you're born with that sinful nature, you don't understand and you don't seek God. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 14 says this in a little different way, but the same thing. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely give, given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom speak, teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. God has to take you from being a natural man to be a spiritually discerning man, and that comes by the new birth. Knowing God is not a natural thing. We all want to know God more and more, but we have to remember knowing God is a spiritual relationship with Him, not a natural one. The next question is, why do you want to know God more? Are you seeking knowledge of God for the sake of the knowledge itself? The Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet, as he ought to know. Theological knowledge for, sought for the sake of the knowledge of itself will go rotten on us. The greatness of this, the knowledge of God, is a high thing, and seeking it for the sake of itself is bound to bring us to a place where we are proud and hard. It will cause us to then look down on others because of their lack of it. I want to read what J.I. Packer says. To be preoccupied with getting theological knowledge as an end in itself, to approach Bible study with no higher a motive than a desire to know all the answers, is the direct route to a state of self-satisfied self-deception. We need to guard our hearts against such an attitude and pray to be kept from it. As we saw earlier, there can be no spiritual health without doctrinal knowledge. But it's equally true that there can be no spiritual health with it if it's sought for the wrong purpose and valued by the wrong standard. In this way, doctrinal study really can become a danger to spiritual life. And we today, no less than the Corinthians of old, need to be on our guard here. It's an important distinction to make. Knowing God versus knowing about God. A person can know a lot about God without knowing God. A person can know a lot about godliness without knowing God. A little of knowing God is worth much more than a great deal of knowledge about God. Brother Branham says this very succinctly as well. He said, well, a theologian speaking to him, well, you just don't know your Bible. I said, well, that may be so, but I know the author real well. I said, that's it. You know, it doesn't say to know his book, but to know him is life. See, Satan knows his word, but to know him, the author of the word. I, this isn't Brother Branham endorsing ignorance of the scriptures. In many in, other instances, Brother Branham chastises the people for not knowing the Bible. In other places, he says, you know the Bible said, don't call no man father. What's the matter with you? That's the teaching of our Lord. What's the matter? Don't you know your Bible? Don't you know your Lord? The Holy Spirit wouldn't teach you to do a thing like that. 
We know God through his word, but it has to go from knowledge about his word to knowledge of the person who is God. So how does it go from knowledge about to knowledge of? We have to take the word and hide it in our heart and pray over that word. Pray for revelation. Pray for God to to reveal his word to your heart, that you would have an understanding of truly who he is. Not just knowledge about him from the Bible, but knowledge of truly who he is in light of the word of God. Just want to remind everyone, please subscribe, click the little bell to get notified of when we go live. Um, make sure to like and share our, our um, videos on Facebook. And again, if you have questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. May the Lord richly bless you.